Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're talking Aline. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And while you're here, don't forget to hit that follow button because we love having you along for the ride. Don't we just? Thank you so much. All right, Lee. Aline is a fictional biopic inspired by the life and legacy of real-life singing sensation Celine Dion. It follows Aline's evolution from a gifted child to her early years being mentored by the manager who would one day love her and her global domination as one of the most talented performers the world has ever seen. Aline is directed by and starring Valerie Lemessier, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Bridget Buch. Aline also stars Danielle Fichard, Rock Lafortune and Sylvain Marcel. I think you did a good job with the pronunciation oh, there, thank Tim. You. This is a very hard one to pronounce. <laughs> and there's not much editing in there. We did a lot of practicing before. <laughs> yes. So I'm not sure that fictional biopics are found very much these days, are they? No. But they're very convenient, no? Very, It's an excuse to do whatever you feel like with someone else's story and say, it's fictional. It's not meant to be a a carbon copy. Yeah, just come for the ride. Now, very interestingly... (laughs) It's inspired by a very loose interpretation. Well, this is what it opens up. It gives you a little like, okay, guys, this is the film we're making because it opens with... A fiction freely inspired by the life of Celine Dion. Freely. Freely inspired. So, guys, we're just going to make some shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I did wonder how much of it was real. Mm. And there were a lot of really crazy true facts thrown in there. So, Celine Dion really is one of 14 kids. I had no idea. No, me either. Crazy. 
And they did have a secret handshake, her manager, husband and, and herself. That, that was wasn't cute. the same as, a, as what is in the movie, I think, but they did have a secret little But see, that's thing. the thing. Why wouldn't they use the real secret handshake? I don't think people really fully know what it is. There was just an illusion I saw online um, at his funeral that she did something towards the casket that looked a bit similar. Oh, gosh. Now I'm getting emotional. Yeah. So I don't think they've ever done it in front of people. It's a very private thing. Hence the secret handshake yes. I guess <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, what's in the name mm. can I just start by saying like I get that they wanted to go down their own road mm-hmm. and I can't wait to delve deep into the decisions they made mm-hmm. but Celine Dion is an incredible person right yes. I want to know her story her yes. real story I want to get to know her so I feel cheated a little bit that this movie just mirrored it but made shit up at right. the same time. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And they also skip over a lot of the milestones right. in Celine's life, which I found very strange. They yeah. kind of allude to things like her being handed the amazing song, the Titanic song, My Heart Will Go On. Yeah. Um, did she really say that she didn't like it? I don't know. <laughs> it made us think about it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. But even her Eurovision performance, we didn't really get to see that. We got to see what happened before and after. Yeah. So I was confused what this film was actually about. I thought right. it was going to be a biopic about Celine Dion. Yeah. Although a fictionalised version freely, of her. Freely inspired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere throughout it became a love story, an uncomfortable mm. love story between right. this manager yeah. and a child basically. And I think in the real story of their romance – I think Celine Dion was in her early 20s when they got together, but in the film they make out that she's just barely 18. Yeah, she's like 17 or 19 years Mm. old. Yeah, it is a really – look, there's no other word to describe how it's portrayed in the film. I'm sure it wasn't like this in real life. But their blossoming love was Mm. incredibly creepy and uncomfortable to watch. Yes. Okay, and let's talk about the reasons besides the obvious of why it was creepy. You know, the film starts out with her wowing people with her talent at Mm. five years old. Yes. Okay, and then meeting her manager at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And they've made – let's call it an interesting creative (laughs) choice. That's kind of you. (laughs) (laughs) They've put the grown woman actor, Le Mercier's, face – on a child instead of hiring a child actor. Why? Terrifying. I dreamt about that after <laughs> no. I watched the film. She's coming for you. I, she's coming for me. And look, uh, Valerie is 57 years old. Right. So she made this, you said, interesting. I say absolutely bonkers decision as mm-hmm. the writer-director to and star to put herself on a 5, 12, 17-year-old body, her and, face. And not even age it down. No, and her voice was very mature as well. So you had this 12-year-old who sounded like a grown woman and I was like, what, is, what am I watching? It was <laughs> like the technology used in Lord of the Rings to get the hobbits. <laughs> oh, my God, that's insulting the Lord of the Rings. I found that creative choice just so distracting because mm. she's kind of hamming it up, acting like a kid, you know, mugging the – looking up at people and yeah. and dangling her legs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe they did it to avoid the creepiness of a man falling in love with a kid, but I just thought it made it more creepy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know what you're saying. Maybe they did it so it wasn't so creepy, but it made it way, way, <laughs> way more creepy. And uh, look, 
that's a, that would have been a really expensive exercise to do that. I think so. And it was in a considerable chunk of the film because mm. we are literally following her from five to, you know, adult. So it, we follow her mm. story as a child. Um, God, I can't believe they made this decision. <laughs> it just literally – but her a line of sight was off. Yeah. So it was just uncanny in more reasons than the choice itself. But her eyes were just like dancing around looking at nothing, but she was meant to be looking at people. It, they just didn't nail the technical side of it either. So it just right. felt really, really fucking – Odd. But do you know, it also makes it hard to place significance on these major milestones mm. of her life because you can't tell her age. And, you know, the fact that she was so wowing true. people in her hometown with this performance, I didn't realise she was supposed to be five years old. No. She's right? like a man child yeah. version of a female. Because you're watching this actress all the way through, mm. you kind of don't get how impressive it is that, that Celine Dion was a superstar when yes. she was a preteen. A prodigy, yeah. Because you're basically just watching the, the <laughs> same woman yeah. play. And so, the, yeah, the milestones are lost on you. And just to build on that, mm. her rise to fame just in general I felt was really poorly portrayed. And I guess that's part of it because the same actress was playing it all the mm. way through. The movie felt like more of a box-ticking exercise and jumped from one fact or accolade mm. about Celine Dion to the next and it just moved down that list and, and really lacked substance to all her achievements. Mm. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's made on a budget too. It's an independent film mm. and the costuming alludes to the outfits but they don't exactly match. Mm. So like her white Eurovision outfit, the real one was this double-breasted long white dress that was so – incredibly 80s mm. they've kind of modernized it and made it shorter in the film so i guess that again they're freely interpreting these things without matching it but some things they did match and some things i don't know how they chose which bits they were going to keep true and which bits they were going to play with it just seems so odd that they had this blueprint this canvas of this incredible artist and they chose to make decisions that didn't align to it, didn't feel familiar. They just felt uncanny. Mm. They just felt a little left of centre. It was just a very strange way that they chose to tell this story. The pacing is a little fast too. It kind of rushes through the film, don't you think? And, mm. and presumes a lot of assumed knowledge about Celine Dion. Yeah. You know, it's not a spoiler. Dion's husband and manager passes away. But in the film, it's briefly mentioned. Yeah. You know, it's like she casually says in bed one night, oh, sorry, I shouldn't complain when you're ill. Yeah. You never find out what's wrong with him. You no. never see him sick. You never see any of that. And then suddenly the next moment he's on his deathbed watching her perform. Yes. And and talking to her in an earpiece. <laughs> you know, do the do the bunny ears or something. I wonder like. if that was true. That was quite a sweet I mean, moment. Celine Dion is known to be a little goofy, quirky person. Mm. So you got flavours of that in there. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that was real. But also I found it really strange that her husband was always, who was also a manager, as we've mm. mentioned, was always needing to tell Aline what was happening. Like, it was almost like she had no idea that she was about to do a five-year stint in Vegas. Mm. She's like, oh, what are my hours and where are we going? It's all right. We're doing this for, you only have to do this for five years and then another one, you only have to do this for four. Mm. It was like she had no idea what her life entailed mm. and she was finding out in limos on the way to perform. It felt very strange. I think that comes down to the pacing yes. of the film again in yeah. that they needed to shove in a lot of exposition mm. to let you know what was happening. I mm. think at one point her son is watching her perform for the first time and the husband says, what are we doing? And the son says, watching mummy perform for the first time. And I thought, oh, come on. <laughs> that's so true. Like that's a significant moment that they're just really shoehorned in there with heavy-handed exposition. Yeah, su super 
obvious. You know, I became confused. I've said this already, but I, I was confused at the end what this film was about. It begins mm. about one thing, which is Dion's or Aline's path to fame and love. Mm. And then there's this beautiful performance at the end, which I think was one of the best things about the film. Yeah. And somehow that feels like some poignant meditation on celebrity. Right. You know, because yeah. the final performance sings, I'm just an ordinary woman. And I thought, oh, are you trying to say something here? Like, was it meant to be about how fame affected her? And like, there was none of that in the film. I mean, you did see a lot of her interacting with her family, especially her mother, mm. because how the film does actually open, which we didn't touch on, it starts in 1932, mm. Quebec, where you are introduced to her parents falling in love and the, the dad saying, I don't want children, literally mm. while they've just got married and then they go on to have 14 of them. So this funny montage of them just like saying all the children's names. And just on that point, the style of the way they do it is very quirky Mm. and fun. Yes. And you expect that to be throughout the film. Yeah. And it isn't really. It changes tone. It changes direction. It's all over the place. And then there's a couple of moments in there, like when she suddenly gets a haircut and becomes a grown woman and she opens the door and like the wind machine and there's like a little sparkle in her eye and her tooth. And he kind of looks at her in a new light. And that's kind of stuff I expected throughout the whole film, that it would be stylized. Yeah. But didn't that feel really fucking odd? Because of the way the rest of the film was. Yeah, it was so imbalanced in its tone, like you said. That moment specifically, I laughed out loud Mm -hmm. because it felt like I was watching a Herbal Essences or a a Colgate (laughs) commercial. And you know what? That would have been fine if it was throughout the whole film. That was the style they were going for. Yeah. Shall we talk about the performances? Yeah, sure. Because... Apart from the creepy kid stuff that we've talked about, I actually really enjoyed the performances. Mm. There's a nice chemistry between all the leads that feels familiar, like real family. Like real family. They lent in family a lot because they didn't really go anywhere else outside of the family. Mm. You know, it was a very contained story. Grand at the same time, but Mm. very contained. Family was at its core for sure. She was very committed to the role. Yes. But she didn't sing. And I, it wasn't her voice. And look... This is no real judgment, but I have a real issue at the same time with actors who put themselves in roles where their character or the real life person mm. or freely inspired by sings, has is very well known mm. for their voice, yet they don't perform. They don't they don't do that part. Well, I didn't mind it because I thought they used Celine Dion's vocals. And it actually turns out that French singer Victoria Seo mm. provided the vocals. Yeah. She was Pretty impressive. I was almost convinced that it was Celine Dion. She was excellent. I do think that La Mercia portrays the heart of Celine Dion. Mm. As you said, she's a bit goofy. She's larger than life. A real diva in the best, most fabulous sense of the word. And I think, especially in the performances, La Mercia brought that across. Yeah, definitely. But what concerned me was that she was really portrayed as incredibly alone. And isolated. Mm. And it makes me really sad to think, is that what Celine Dion's life really is? Yeah, there's some point when towards the end of her residency that Mm. she's, or the second residency. Yeah, she's done a few. Yeah, yeah. that she said she's never been out in Las Vegas. Yeah, I got really sad thinking about that, which is where it was confusing. It's like, is that an insult on Celine and the real Celine and her personality? And I'm sure she's a very personable, Mm. loving person. Yeah, I just didn't believe that that was 
that who she would have been like. Like she's always at home. Well, I mean, yeah. she was working so much. Yeah, well, she didn't know until she was on her way that she had to work so much. But, I mean, oh. I can understand if you were in that position and you were working so much, you would want to take every moment you could with your family. Absolutely. And, you know, going outside to get some milk or whatever is probably low on your list. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, but you, they did portray the real-life struggles that they had in falling mm. pregnant. So, again, it brings it back to the core of family and, I guess, her decision to mm. want to spend as much time with her children because it took her so long to fall pregnant mm. in the first place. One thing uh, about the music that I want to call out, mm. they used the song Nature Boy, originally sung by Nat King Cole, yeah. but Celine Dion has covered as well, famously. It came up so many times throughout the film. I wrote that note down as well. I wonder why. It's the greatest thing you'll yeah. ever I know, it made learn. me think of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I, I went to Moulin Rouge <laughs> every time. They played it probably, I counted three or four times. It's more than that, yeah. And, right, okay. Well, there you go. I just tuned out after a while. <laughs> um, and then it was the fucking closing credit song as well. Yeah. It's like they just didn't have any other songs yeah. to play. So, well, oh, let's just play that again. So I mean, one. it was kind of low budget, so... Definitely. That does make sense. And I found it odd, the choices in the songs that Celine is known for that were in, of course, My Heart Will Go On was in there. I'm Alive. Yes, I'm Alive. They performed that one. But All By Myself is a great, it's a huge moment in the film. But she sang it twice in the movie. I'm like, there's so many other songs that Celine mm. Dion sang. Why would you then make us listen to her perform a song a second time in a movie where the mm. soundtrack, you are spoiled for choice. Mm. They just didn't leverage that. I guess that might come down to a budget issue, yeah. emissions issue. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. All right, Lee, what do you think? Should we wrap up and rate our take on Aline? Let's do it. There are some odd choices made in Aline and I think lost opportunities to look closer and dig deeper at such an iconic personality. Le Mercier is obviously a Celine Dion fan and that shines through in the work. But what begins in a whimsical, intriguing style quickly devolves to discomfort with no purpose and then seems to want to say something important at the very end, but it's too little too late. Mm. Aline feels like film fan fiction, but does manage to access the heart of Celine Dion, a goofy, impressive superstar. I have to admire La Mercia for putting her weird little heart and soul into a project like this. I'm giving Aline two and a half popcorn kernels. Oh, beautifully summated there, Lee. Look, I didn't know what to expect from this film, but a satirical portrayal of Celine Dion's life wasn't it. It is hard to put my finger on this one because it was just such a unique experience to watch. It lacked a great deal of depth and purpose, leaving you feel very underwhelmed by what surely is an incredible biopic waiting to be told. Mm. But we simply got a greatest hits of Celine Dion's life's events that felt like a puzzle with many missing pieces, leaving it quite incomplete as a coherent narrative. And nothing could have prepared me for the bizarre decision of Le Mercier playing the character of Aline from age five <laughs> to a middle-aged woman. I'm going to rate Aline one and a half popcorn kernels. Well, there you have it, guys. Aline is in limited Australian cinemas on February 17, so check your local listings. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.